This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. On the horn.com. This is On the Horn, the interactive discussion podcast about the news of the week. Brian Parker here. Carl Bloom here. Hello, Carl. Hello. And uh, responding next week to what we discussed today will be Eric Blasman Blazinski. We got a couple stories. You have you have a serious story, and I have um, just kind of a fun thing. It's not even news. It's just sort of hey, did you know? Life hacks. Ooh, I love it. But uh, let's talk about. You found a really interesting article about a study going on at Yale. Tell me a little bit about that. Introduce it for me. Yeah, this was uh. This is in the current, uh, the Hartford Current. The Hartford Current, yes, uh, June twenty third. So just before all these uh, shootings went down. Oh my gosh! Interestingly enough, what interesting timing, right? And this conspiracy, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> this uh, this Yale led study was uh, actually published uh, January first in the World Psychiatry Journal, and it examined uh, what they uh, refer to as uh, sub threshold PTSD. Subthreshold, so right. not PTSD, right? Just okay. shy of that. Um, so it found that one in five veterans who experienced trauma were at heightened risk for depression, suicide, and substance abuse. And uh, the general population of veterans, this only occurs in four percent of them. So there's a there's a strong correlation there between you know exposure to trauma and these you know high risk. Uh, behaviors. So, uh, military though. Right. So it just focuses on military. I'm sure there's other stuff though, right? Like police? Um, sure. But this, this study focused on returning veterans. Oh, okay. Um, because it's, it's important to, I mean, not all veterans are equal for sure. I mean. So we're having these, should we call them rampages? Yeah. I think that's fair. So the last two were in uh that had to deal with uh, vets were in texas and baton rouge right texas now, uh yeah right sorry texas was the army guy baton rouge was a former marine marine yeah i i now i don't know if they were were they in combat were they returning from somewhere uh micah xavier johnson was definitely in afghanistan and he was the guy in uh, Dallas, texas yes okay Killed by an exploding robot. Right. Scary. <laughs> There's That's a whole other show. Right. The, oh. the ethics of becoming executioner. <laughs> um, okay. So he was there. So he was definitely a, a returning vet. Yeah. He actually served at uh, Forward Operating Base Shank in Logar Province, Afghanistan. Okay. And uh, contrary to initial reports, he was not a sniper. He was a car- carpentry and mason specialist. Okay, so not a sniper. No. Oh, I saw the CNN. You're right. Good for you for bringing it up. CNN did report him as a sniper, a military trained sniper. Right. And he was not. Apparently, he even had poor marksmanship skills. I believe that's true, yeah. But um, So, didn't experience uh, combat firsthand, but it, this, uh, this forward operating base was referred to as Rocket City because it was under constant uh, mortar attack. Okay, so well, that'll I mean, yeah, that'll add some oh sure potential PTSD, uh, PTSD post traumatic stress disorder. Correct. Okay, 
Um, and apparently he was uh, he was involved in a underwear incident. What over there? <laughs> well, Hello. he he was. Uh, <laughs> Survey says <laughs> he was uh, having a romantic relationship with uh, another soldier, female. Um, and uh, I I guess things didn't end well, and he snatched a pair of her panties and uh, from her like Footlocker, apparently, and okay. uh, was nearly court-martialed for it. Oh, jeez, yeah. So this is a, uh, you know, even before he was a really bad guy, he was kind of a bad guy. Well, yeah. Uh, at the same time, though, I mean, like, th- I don't know if that should necessarily require a. I mean, he he wasn't court-martialed, and actually, you know, this probably wouldn't have happened had he been, because with a court-martial would have come an intensive mental screening, and it probably would have determined that you know he had some some issues going on for sure. Okay. Now the other guy in Baton Rouge, what was his name? Uh, you know, I I don't recall. All right. He was uh we can look it up. He was definitely Marine. Um this was the five police no wait. No, three in Baton Rouge and five in Dallas. Three. Okay. Uh so this does not include where I'm looking at the um list right. of rampage killers oh, I guess he wouldn't on be. Wikipedia. Yeah, if you scroll down. Uh, uh, be down towards the bottom because it's no, it's not on there. That's so interesting. We were just saying how up to date this was with other stuff. Maybe uh, we're not you doing it they, right. They just they they differentiate between yeah, workplace hate crimes. I think yeah. So I think this was a hate crime, right? Uh, well, oh, Orlando, Orlando definitely Africa. was. Africa. This is the Americas, right? Maybe it wasn't. 10 is the amount killed, and then it stops. So, yeah, okay. I don't know what this would be under then. Oh, but speaking of uh, PTSD, uh, yeah. that Kyleen, no, no, I'm sorry, not Kyleen. Um, what was the shoot, the Fort Hood shootings? Oh, yeah. Quite a few soldiers died there. Right. Do we want to look it up? Oh, uh, yeah, I'd be curious. And I think there was some uh, some manner of PTSD related to Nadal Hassan, maybe. Oh, there's two. Apparently, <laughs> there's two. <laughs> I think it was 2009, because it seems that, like it was quite a while ago, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, mass shooting took place, oh, in Kyleen, Texas. Oh, Kyleen is a popular place. Uh, Nadal Hassan, I think that's right. Yes. yes. Army major and psychiatrist, which was very interesting right, that he was right. a psychiatrist. Fatally shot 13 people, including uh, inj- and injured more than uh, 30. Right. Produced more casualties than any other American military base um, shooting. Right. Several individuals, including Senator Joe Lieberman, uh, General Barry McAfee, and others have called the event a terrorist attack. I think it was because he was saying stuff about... Yeah, I mean whether you're part Allah of a, whether such. you're part of a terrorist, you know, identified terrorist organization or not, if your intent is to spread mayhem and right terror, you're a terrorist. Like the guy uh, Oklahoma City bombing exactly Terry 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 what Timothy McVeigh and oh okay Terry, Timothy McVeigh Terry Nichols Terry Nichols who was Terry Nichols again? He's the one who ratted out McVeigh, so he's still alive. Oh okay, 
in some supermax out in Colorado, I think. Interesting. Okay. So sure. let's get back to the topic here, which was there is a study about post-traumatic stress disorder and this sub-threshold. Right. What is the sub-threshold? It doesn't meet the requirements of full-blown right. PTSD? Yeah, PTSD is like a clinical diagnosis and uh, usually involves uh, you know flashbacks, uh, severe anxiety, um, uh, ter- uh, terrible nightmares. Uh, and these, can't, these don't necessarily manifest themselves immediately after your return home either. So the Mayo Clinic says PTSD is a mental health condition that that's triggered by a terrifying event. It's interesting. It's triggered by it. So it's a disorder that has been triggered by an event. Good. Either experiencing it or witnessing it. How would you... Isn't that the same thing? I guess witnessing it is I saw this happen. Right, right. Experiencing it, it happened to me. Right. Seeing a terrible car crash yeah. could trigger it just as... Um, symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event. Right. So you can't stop thinking about it. Those, those flashbacks, I guess is really what what it is. Um, now there is something about this sub, what is it called? Sub threshold. Sub threshold. It doesn't quite meet these standards of being diagnosed as the disorder right but could it lead to that disorder um not necessarily but it it they does put uh these individuals at a heightened risk for depression suicide and substance abuse yeah i feel like we should do a disclaimer judge carl is not a doctor no and neither am i though it may sound like i'm asking him questions like he's an expert but he's the guy doing the research on the story so i just want to make sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> please seek professional no help. No MD here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just simply being exposed to trauma is not a guarantee that you're going to develop PTSD. In fact, they found that only 15% of individuals uh, experiencing trauma develop PTSD. Interesting you said it that way because you could say an amazing statistic, 15% of sub-threshold Well, when PTSD we're, when we're talking into- about hundreds of thousands of service men and women deployed overseas you know and right so how do they do they diagnose sub threshold ptsd well uh or does this study say that this there's this thing called sub threshold well yeah i mean there there are uh there is no diagnosis there is no dsm diagnosis for sub threshold but they found this this subgroup right sizable subgroup that you know, experiences, you know, uh, huge problems returning from uh, war zones. DSM, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, by the way. Set up by who, by the way? Uh, Government? That's... uh, Or is that an organization like the Psychiatry Organization of America? American Psychiatric Association? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I believe it is. Okay. They're non-governmental, but... Yeah, we're up to American Psychiatric Association. Right. What did you say? Oh, fifth edition. <laughs> we're up to fifth edition. We just keep adding stuff. Well, the four was good enough for for years. But you can also buy the second edition if you're really interested. 
Oh, that's, that's emergency, emergency psychiatry. <laughs> Never mind. That's only the second one. Well, that might be more relevant. It's yeah. <laughs> what happened to so sub threshold? Very interesting. It can lead to in in fifteen percent. It may lead to. Is that what it is? Or fifteen well, percent? No, it does lead to fifteen percent have the or experience PTSD. Twenty percent, yeah, experience this sub threshold PTSD. Oh, you are talking about of all the service men and of, women of those of those exposed to trauma, which those exposed to a traumatic event. Which who knows what how they define that, but right. obviously a lot rocket fire. I think on your base counts. Yeah, um, of those, fifteen percent go PTSD, mm-hmm. and then an additional twenty percent go sub threshold that's how i read it yeah okay so that's huge i mean it's absolutely i mean and they're not they're not receiving the same sort of uh services that those diagnosed with ptsd are it really again highlights how we are not taking care of our veterans absolutely and Uh, we have so many more now than we did 20 years ago Sadly, unfortunately, um, there is a, inter- this is a side note here. Uh, am I going to remember this gal's name? I- I'm not going to remember her name. <laughs> there was some actress on the West Wing TV show that has been involved with this thing called Justice for Vets, which are special courts that adjudicate vets who have gotten into legal trouble because maybe of substance abuse or PTSD-like related symptoms, if it's not PTSD. And what they do is not just uh, levy punishment and, you know, hey, you know, go to jail, but they really take a strong look at how can we help these people mentally get over their trauma and get them into some kind of uh, program right? instead of just, you know, Throwing the, you know, throwing the book at him and, and throwing him in jail. I don't know what would happen if these guys had lived, you know, the uh, Baton Rouge uh, Marine and the Army soldier down in uh, in in Dallas, Texas. If they had lived, would they have gone to justice for vets? I don't know. Uh, that might be a little. That might be a tough sell. A but, but but then again, maybe that's maybe that's a great test case for it. I th- I mean, it, it would have been nice to know what, you know, definitively led up to these men d- carrying out these acts. I mean, so those, they were not, it was not religious based, right? It was, it was uh, racial inequality or racial downtroddenness. Uh, it was, we are, we are shooting the cops because they are shooting us. Yeah, I think, well, like a lot of acts of terror, I think it was convenient. You know, they had this hatred for authority, or cops specifically, and this was their opportunity. So what's the takeaway that that we should have? This new study coming out, what's the next step for this study? Well, you know, all these these individuals experiencing, you know, extremely heightened rates of depression and substance abuse, uh, pretty much. I mean, there's there's proof that it's because of the service that they 
gave our nation. So, I mean, right. it only makes sense that we, we need to expand VA benefits to these, these people. Yeah. Veterans affairs has not been very good. No. <clears throat> With that big va.gov yeah. almost looks like Virginia. Got right. um, uh, look at this pop up <laughs> ad. Oh, pop-up two pop up ads at wow, two pop up ads at the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Well, that's probably your first problem, yeah, right? Um, get an ad blocker on this site. <laughs> so, that you know, this is one of the things that I really think we need to focus on as a country. We have got to get this stuff straightened out. Like in the next six months. And I know that's right. going to be tough to happen because we have this, um, excuse the expression, lame duck president and, mm. you know, the vice president is not running. We have two, I'll call them newcomers right. to the White um, House, even though Hillary's sort not really of, yeah. a newcomer. But <laughs> Return. Two, two folks that are not necessarily um, folks who can do anything right now. They have to get elected and then... Uh, get inaugurated for them to actually do anything, but this is what I would look for in a uh, in a candidate to say, Veterans Affairs has to be, um, has to be bumped up, and until we get it solved, defense spending I think needs to go way down, right. because you know what, this is this should be part of the defense budget. It really should, you know, this I mean, should and be they get such as a small much fraction. as you, yeah, yeah, as much as you spend money pre-war. You need to spend as much post-war. Right. Talk about sending our economy into the toilet, but whatever. <laughs> but th- that's the cause. That's, I think, the rubric for, you know, before you go to war, whatever you think it's going to cost, at least, you know, double it because you're wrong. And then right. double it again because now we have a lot of uh, vets to uh, right. take care of. I, th- I think this strengthens the argument, too, for a smaller, better trained force. Because with more intensive screening, like that Dutch study they did... Um, a few years back, they they interviewed uh, outgoing uh, infantrymen. Outgoing? Yeah, I mean five five months before deployment. Okay. They they uh, pre-deployment. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, like a psychiatric. Ex- yeah. Interview. Yep. Um, and uh, found some some correlations between those that had uh, you know traumatic events before deployment were far more likely to experience symptoms of PTSD after their after their deployment. Hmm. It's a, how, how many years ago was this Dutch study? I think it was 2005. Oh, wow. So over a decade ago. Yeah. But, you know, like all things European, they take them with a grain of salt and kind of ignore them at will. Okay. Our own peril. All right, that's story number one. Let's go to uh, that. That's me changing up the tone of of everything. This is fun. That was the that was the heavy stuff. Let's get to the fun stuff. Life hacks here. I think there's like fourteen of them. Some of them are kind of lame, lame. But just for your fun, just for your fun. First of all, you know what soft blocking is on social media. I do now. Yes, you do now. <laughs> I actually didn't know I was doing soft blocking, but I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> And I kind of, I almost feel bad because that's not really my intent. Soft blocking on social media, for instance, Facebook and Twitter. If you're on Facebook, there is the follow, you, you know, you friend someone, but then you're also following them. Right. Right. Um, I almost always 
turn off the following feature with the exception of the show me first people. Isn't that interesting? Show me first people being. So my Facebook feed is, I can't remember how many it is. Let's say it's 10 or 20 people that I have identified or told Facebook, make sure before you show me anything else, make sure you show me these 10 people's posts for the last time since I've checked first, show me first. And then everyone else, either I'm following them because I haven't gotten around to unfollowing them or I've unfollowed them. Right. Um, you can do the same thing apparently on Twitter, but Twitter to me, Twitter to me kind of seems silly. I, I don't, you know, you don't want to do, if you're going to, Twitter is about that 144 characters or whatever it is, 141 characters. Um, and wh- why follow them if you're just going to mute them, which right. is how you do it. You go over uh, right near their, uh, the cog wheel to the right of someone's post and there's a little drop down menu and you just hit mute and that will hide that person's posts, but you'll still remain a follower of them, right. but you're not a follower. So who cares? Like, what difference does it make? Just to have that many followers. But no, or but you're following. Oh, oh. See what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not even, yeah, it doesn't make any it. sense. No. But my real goal here on Twitter is to, I like, only follow 10% of who follows me. Sounds like a good ratio. that makes a good feed. I love Twitter for that. Um, Keyboard shortcuts, I love. This is hack life hack number two. Some of these are uh, are really neat. I did not know, and I've tested this out now a couple times. If you go up into a uh, browser window mm-hmm. and you type, um, I don't know, g- give me give me a website. Uh, White House. White House. If you put in White House and then you hit Control Enter or Control Return, it will ar- automatically put the www dot and the dot com. Mm-hmm. At the end. Interesting. So that's really cool. Whitehouse.com, <laughs> official site celebrating the 19th anniversary of the, what? The world's most famous adult website is coming back summer of 2016? What the hell? That's because it's whitehouse.com. Oh. Not <laughs> so, wow. Did you totally just sucker me into doing I that? I did. I'm such a stinker. <laughs> that was not very nice. <sighs> anyway, so control enter or control return automatically add the www and the dot com bookends very cool in the address bar uh shift uh, i'm sorry control shift r will clear your cache and then restart your internet page that you're on huh i don't know why i would do that i need my cache i need things to load quickly and control tab this is actually pretty good control tab to quickly move between tabs in your browser window i use command tab to go between applications all the time now that i know that i can go that is uh, pretty cool control tab i'm very pleased about that and now i'll use control tab to get back to my script um that's a fun one deleting old email accounts who the hell cares log out of facebook remotely yeah okay you can do that uh private browsing everyone knows about private browsing right incognito window in private yeah yeah sure uh, shift control P will launch a private browser. I don't do that. Shift control P did nothing. Hmm. Shift. 
No, no. Oh, I'm control sorry. Control shift. 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 Huh. Uh, it did nothing. Do you have to be in the URL? If you use Chrome, simply click oh, well, the yeah. three menu bars at the top. <laughs> what? The Duh. three menu bars? That's not a shortcut. <laughs> oh, these. Oh, yeah, the yeah. little hamburger. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I call it the hamburger, the three little, it looks like the Adidas sign. The triple fatty. Okay, so that didn't really work. Uh, I would just go to, to file and go incognito. Sure. Which is actually when I'm when I'm updating our website, I always have an incognito window open because I just want to see what it looks like for everyone right. else. <laughs> I don't want to log in and all this other kind of nonsense. Soft launch. This yeah. thing we tried earlier, the slow motion YouTube, Yeah. does not seem to be working. They say uh, as the, you can put any video into slow motion, just hold down the space bar as the video is playing, and it will immediately switch to slow motion. It did not work. Maybe if you're holding the space bar when you press play. You think? But that's not that's not what it says. YouTube.com. Let's um, give it a shot. All right. Howard Stern, first tonight's show appearance. Really? What year is that? 92? I don't know. Okay, wait. So you want me to... Hold the space bar. Hold, I'm holding the space bar. Now press play. Now press play nothing it's a phony hack now spacebar is also play stop oh so so i don't really know what the deal is there so i think that's a, a bunch of bollocks maybe in another browser um move internet routers away from electrons all right don't put your you know dvd players and your speakers and your bluetooth devices right next to your router piece of cake Paste without formatting. I do this all the time. You know, you do the copy paste yep. thing, control C, then control V. But then there is a little um, uh, control shift V and it will remove all the formatting, which is really great. Oh. The biggest sin in this copy paste stuff for us, for me at least, is people use crazy line spacing, like, you know, 1.5 spaces or two. Which is just too much. It's in, unless you know you're writing a college paper. Mm. Everything is single space in your world. Enough of this. Some guy wrote me a, a memo the other day. It was double spaced. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was like four pages long. <laughs> it was like two paragraphs, but four pages uh, long. Now you see, back in school, you you double spaced to make it appear longer. Well, and they I'm, just. I think they double spaced because they wanted room to write right. in the spaces. The yeah. teachers did. But I mean, yeah. if they call for one and a half, I do two. And if they call for two, I do two and a half. <laughs> Such a cheater. Well, you know, you just got to fudge it a little. See, when I got going and writing, I always needed to like, oh, how can I, how can I reduce this? <laughs> can I put it at 9.5 font? Would someone notice? <laughs> Turns out they notice. Um, nostalgic for powerful things. And sometimes you just want to play an old video game like Pac-Man or Oregon Trail. You and I used to play Oregon oh Trail my. when we were kids. Um, they are really great. But if you're not ready, if you're not already away, what is this? If you're not already away, a tremendous number of the original computer games that you played on your DOS systems as a child is available through a software library, which is archive.org slash details slash software library. This is kind of fun. Ooh. And you can play, really? You can are play these the Oregon like Trail? Free? We got to, we, all right, we need to end up the show quick because you and I are playing some of these <laughs> games. 
uh, Prince the of Persia, Sin I remember City. that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Wolfenstein 3D. Remember that? Oh, the joystick and the mouse thing. Yeah. Oregon Trail Deluxe. Which one did we play? Did we play Deluxe? No, it wasn't color. Right. I don't so think. We played, we played this other one. Maybe it was. I don't know. Super Street Fighter. Oh, Sim yeah. City. That's Whoa. the original one. That's pretty good. Aladdin. I almost remember that. Donkey Kong. Of course, I remember. It's it's funny to see these games for free and think about how many quarters we wasted. Oh, so many. Golden Axe. There's another one. You know who does a lot of... If you guys are interested in um, old video game stuff, go over to YouTube. Actually, you know, just go to lon, L-O-N dot TV. I think that just forwards right to Lon's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right to Lon's YouTube page. These are Fred Lon Seidman. He has a bunch of video game stuff, uh, old emulators and, and stuff that uh, that he has put together. He really loves it, whether it's on a like a Sega Genesis or or even before that. It's neat, neat, neat stuff. Uh, let's see if I can find any. Uh, retro emulator. That's got to be great. Ooh, I just... And we've got something here that looks just like a Nintendo 3DS, but it isn't. This is actually an Android device uh, running with a Rockchip 3288 processor. This is going to be of interest to uh, retro gamers out there. It's called the GPD-XD. It's running with Android. It's got uh, Android 4.4, so the prior version of Android is running on it. Uh, two gigabytes of He's kind of a nerd. <laughs> and 16 gigabytes of storage. So it's pretty much a mid-level uh, Android device. You'll see on some of the benchmarks that we're going to be showing you in a few minutes. We're running the 3D Mark test right here. This really came... Okay. Here's a bunch of stuff. He gets very... You have to be into, like, how do you do it from a nerdy tech thing? But he has stuff running Raspberry Pi, which are these little tiny computers the size of your hand. Um, boy, he has a lot of them. Well, there's a big market for him. Gamepad... Open EMU, a Wiimote, and classic game controller. Looks like he's playing the original Mario Brothers. That's neat stuff. Yeah. Anyway, sure. uh, LON.TV, Lon TV. It'll just go right to his YouTube page if you go there. I like it. Neat stuff. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, lock your computer screen. Um, the Windows key and L will lock your computer screen if you're using a PC. Pretty good. Windows key and L. How do you unlock it? You just, I imagine, just kind of hit the space bar and it comes up with a little, uh, hey, put in your password. Thank you. Okay. You know. Anyway, that is all I have. Let's go play some video games. But Indeed. If you guys, how would we do this? If you guys have uh, comments about, hey, give me some life hacks or tell me about your opinion about what we should be doing for our <laughs> veterans or what we're not, or even if you have news or examples of it. Uh, send the emails to, how about info at onthehorn.com. You can send it there. Or you can catch us on Twitter at onthehorn500, and you can get Carl Bloom here on Twitter at what? Esbjorn McGee. Esbjorn McGee. That starts with an E. E-S-B-O something something P-J-O-R-N. Yeah, there's like a, yeah, there's a silent J. You got to work for it. Because <laughs> it's that it, good. All right. And next week, uh, Blasman will also be uh, chiming in about what he thought about we, what we talked about today. We'll see you next week.
On the Horn is a production of the Hartford Online Radio Network, LLC. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved.